Welcome to Women Waken, a podcast that helps you heal spiritually from trauma, from life events, relationships, childhood, conditioning, to shift from a place of codependency to a state of divine feminine love, acceptance, harmony, and abundance. On Women Waken, we begin the journey to waken from the illusion of needing to prove our worth into the divine experience of knowing our worth. I'm your host, Whitney Walker. I am a licensed mental health therapist, and I specialize in substance abuse, addiction, eating disorders, trauma, and spirituality. I'm also a fellow human being who has walked the paths and experienced the challenges of most things I speak to in the show. On this episode, an Identify and Heal solo episode, I am doing another episode on dating as a follow-up to my episodes on coming from love when picking a partner versus coming from trauma, and then setting up gates in terms of how we decide who we want to pursue dating or a relationship with in a mindful, high self point of view. On this episode, I want to take the next step, which is once you're dating someone, what do you do about our tendencies? That's right. Those pesky little things that crop up for each of us once we get into, maybe it's you know, the early stages of relationship, of dating, insecurities, fears, anxieties manifest in so many different ways, cause great problems and great barriers to actually allowing for a relationship to happen in its own due time. I help give a few key steps you can take to identify and then address and potentially prevent or extinguish the tendencies that tend to get us into trouble. So take a listen and enjoy. Hey everybody, Whitney here with a Identify and Heal solo episode on dating, getting back to dating. So I released a series of episodes speaking to how we can begin to notice and identify when we are picking our partners or getting into relationships with our trauma really driving the truck, running the show, right? That our motivation for finding these people isn't based on wanting from a loving heart connection from a soul level, a healthy, sustainable relationship. It's trying to feed our ego, tend to a wound or our trauma. So I did an episode on that. Then I spoke to how can we shift to coming from love, to choosing our partners from love? What does that look like? And then I did an episode about how uh, some steps you can take to start choosing from love, to stop, to like get some gates up so that you're not choosing from your trauma. Today, I'm coming back with a different type of video, which is let's say you met someone and they got through all the gates and you're dating and you like them. You do. You think that it's going well. You're excited about it. You look forward to seeing them. It's not too hot and cold. It doesn't feel like a situationship. It feels like it might be an actual relationship that you're getting into. But what do you do when you start noticing some tendencies that come up? Because all of us are imperfect beings. Well, we're perfect. We call them imperfections, but we're not what we... We would think of perfect as like, I never make a mistake and I've 
you know, have relationships with no problems. Anyways, point is we all have tendencies and relationships. You know what I'm talking about? Maybe we tend to come on a little too strong and get kind of clingy and get kind of anxious and fearful about not hearing from them, not talking to them, not spending enough time together. One of those, it goes from zero to 60. You start dating and then you're spending like 24 seven together. Or maybe you tend to be a bit distant. Like once you actually realize that somebody wants to date you and you're in a relationship, you start kind of wanting to push them away a little, like make sure that there's some walls. And I'm not talking healthy boundaries. I'm talking like, you know, kind of trying to micromanage how much you let them in and how often you see them, those kind of things. There are so many different tendencies, right? Maybe it's to constantly question, like not be able to believe that they actually are interested in you and that they like you. And you're constantly needing validation and confirmation that, yes, I do like you. I do want to see you. That's why I'm dating you. And, I, you know, I've seen that end relationships where the where one person just cannot internalize and take in that statement of, yeah, I like you. I want to be with you. You don't have to worry about it. So this could go on forever. We all have our own tendencies in relationships, right? Of course, I'm speaking more to like on the negative side. We all have positive tendencies too. Maybe we just love to love on people. And once we connect with somebody, we just want to spend nights giving them massages and making them nice meals or taking them out to fun places. You know, both men and women can do this, both sex, both all genders, anybody can play the role of the suitor intending to them more masculine or the receiver feminine, more receiving. That's when it gets fun when you're doing both things, right? Because you've already done the courting stage, right? I mean, ideally you're still kind of courting when you're early dating and into dating where you're like trying to make good impressions and do nice things for each other. Hopefully you'd always do that. Those are relationships that are really awesome is when you just can't wait to always show them amazing things and make them feel amazing and treat them like a queen or a king. Okay. So I'm saying that you're getting into that stage and, but you're starting to notice that these things are getting in the way. Why? We're going to ask ourselves why. Let one person commented on a video and said, I tend to come on really strong. Even if in the beginning, it's a mutual attraction, mutual expression of interest, then it sounds like they kind of go like full throttle. Like, oh, okay, well, you're into it. So like, you know, maybe it's like they're texting all the time. They're calling all the time. They're asking to hang out all the time. And the other person, even though originally they were like on the same plane might be sort of, uh, this is, you know, getting a little intense. So coming on too strong. Then again, I mentioned a few other things. The bigger point here is not necessarily the tendency. The tendency is the outgrowth. The tendency is the fruit, not the root, if you will, right? They say that the things that our behaviors come from a seed, right? They come from something much deeper that blossoms into a behavior. So that's why they say, get to the root cause. Don't just address the symptom when it comes to medical issues, right? The symptom is not the problem. That's a better analogy. These tendencies are symptoms of something going on within you. A phrase that I like is if it wasn't, then you wouldn't, if there wasn't something there, then you wouldn't be doing this. And we all have tendencies. I'm focusing on relationships because that's a big focus of the show, but we do this in our daily life. It can be socially, it can be at work, 
right? It can be, uh, maybe we're workaholics, right? Maybe we have trouble committing. Maybe you have trouble staying in one place for too long. Maybe we have trouble trusting people. If there wasn't a root cause, it wouldn't be the case. Have you ever had someone in your life that had this hang up that you just couldn't understand? You're like, why? why do you care about that? Like who cares? Just don't worry about it, but try as they will. They can't not worry about it. Right? Well, that's how people feel about your hangup and my hangup and everyone else's hangup except for theirs. So what I'm trying to state loud and clear is that there is a reason for our hangups. There is a reason for our tendencies and relationships. It all comes from our formative years, from the beliefs and ideas and concepts that we developed, that we that were planted as seeds within us and that grew and caused us to respond a certain way to certain situations. So again, back to the, the statement of somebody saying, I come on too strong. First step is identifying. This is the identify and heal solo episode. So it's all about anything that you are ever trying to change in your life. The first step that you ever took was to identify. Oh man, I am having some struggles with my finances. Why am I not making enough money? Why is there no money in my bank account? You identify the problem and you say, oh, maybe it's because I spend so much money every month on takeout and travel and all these things. So I'm not saving anything. You first had to identify the te- what's the symptom, right? The result, the outgrowth. So for this example, if you tend to come on strong, take a moment for yourself and identify when did it start? When is the moment that I tend to just bear down on that gas pedal on the, just hit the throttle and go full force. There's something going on, something in your brain and your emotional body is hitting a trigger point that's saying, I need to act just by saying that I need to act. I sort of felt this like jolt, right? It's anxiety. When you're feeling that there, you're, there's a fear, fear is the base of all anxiety. So there's a fear that you're going to lose this person. So my question to this person would be, what can you see a common point when you're dating someone that you suddenly feel the need to make a heavy effort, have stronger communication, just come on strongly? What is it? Is it the first time that maybe they say that they're busy or is it just the first time that you realize you really like this person? And then you get that anxiety of, I don't want to lose them. I want to make sure I lock them down. I want to make sure they're mine. Isn't that an interesting statement? I want to lock them down. I want to make them mine. Watch my episodes on coming from love, but also unconditional versus conditionality is an episode I did. If we feel that we need to lock someone down, then that we are no longer coming from love. We're pursuing a situation that our ego has gotten into the driver's seat. You cannot keep someone. You can't control that. If you do and you find a way to keep them through force, they're not really yours and it's become a conditional relationship. Then it's no longer able to really grow and blossom because there's there's no freedom. You're not free. If you have to do the work of constantly worrying about whether you're going to be able to keep this person in your life, that's exhausting. That's like always being really clenched up and stiff and like holding on really, really tight to something. It's exhausting. It's constricted. True love 
is letting go and saying, this is me. This is you. I like spending time with you. I'm going to keep asking to spend time with you. I'm going to hope you keep saying yes. But if you say no, I'm going to let you go because I don't want to keep something that doesn't want to stay with me. I don't want to try to do all the right things so that you're interested. And that is what will get you to a real relationship. The fear of not getting what you want is what leads us to come on too strongly on both sides, but it can go back and forth. This guy also described that she came on really strong. And so then he came on even stronger and then she got scared away. So someone can be really interested, but then if your behavior changes, they can start to feel a different way about you, right? We all can change like the weather about how we feel about someone early on in dating, right? But we just have to be open to that. We can't micromanage it. I can feel differently about somebody when they start talking about some of the stuff they're interested in or some of the things they've gone through. And it's like, sometimes you're like, oh, wow, that's really cool. And other times you're like, oh, that's not as like aligned with what I like. And you just, you know, it's sort of like the rising tide. Like sometimes you're like, oh, dang, I'm so into this person. I'm so attracted. And then they do or say, or something happens and you're like, oh, and it just went down. So it's just natural. It's getting to know someone, but when it really is meant to be and is a good connection, it kind of evens out, right? Like a sort of tumultuous wave that suddenly calms down and you realize, okay, well, there's some pros, some cons to everybody, including this person, but I feel like I'm in it for wherever it might take me. When we try to micromanage those things and try to make sure that somebody likes us all the time, it becomes an exertion of force a effort for control that doesn't go well. Goodness knows there are many relationships that are based on that. Unfortunately, it often turns into a unhealthy or manipulative relationship. Some people are very crafty and they know how to make someone else question themselves so that they don't, that person doesn't have to do all the work. They can just say the right things that keeps the other person kind of tied in. There's all kinds of things that people will do, whether it's like, you know, coming on strong and then disappearing, you know, ghosting and then asking someone out, doing all these things that you, they kind of get hooked on your attention. But do you want to do that as a means to keep somebody? Do you want to be involved with somebody that would ever do that to you? These are not healthy relationships. Hey, if you want the, I've talked about it, like the exciting, you know, unhealthy, toxic situationship, the love addiction be my guest. You know, sometimes you jump on that merry-go-round for a while. Sometimes you jump, get on the roller coaster, see where it takes you. But when you are ready for real love, you have to surrender. But again, let's say you feel like you surrendered and you find these tendencies coming up, coming on too strong, check in with your fear, check in with your anxiety. Ask yourself, what am I afraid of? Well, I'm afraid that they might lose interest. They lose interest and they probably weren't a great match. And coming on too strong is going to have the opposite effect, right? You're going to scare somebody away. See if you can do what comes most natural. It can be hard to feel at ease in a new relationship. It's hard not to sometimes feel anxious and questioning. That's natural. It's normal. But when we go over the top, that's when we can push somebody away. There are other tendencies too. Think about jealousy. That's a big one. You know, in the beginning where, again, you're afraid of losing someone. So it's like, oh, are they more attracted to that kind of person? Would they be more interested in me if, if I like this? Should I start liking this so that they're more interested in me? Should I start doing my hair this way so that they're more attracted with me? 
And that too is trying to micromanage the situation. I'm not saying that like, if you're totally into each other and they're like, Hey, you know what I love is when you put your hair up and you put your hair up. Okay, cool. Because guess what just happened? Guess what just happened right there? Communication. You weren't playing, you know, mind reading games. You weren't trying to read their minds and just be like, Oh, okay. It looks like he's more into girls with blonde hair and he seems to really like baseball. So I'm going to do those things. Let them tell you, talk about it. You know, Hey, what really turns you on? Hey, what really do you find attractive? And check in that you're not trying to change yourself to meet their needs. But if it's something easy, again, like wearing your hair up, then you could do that when you feel like it. What I'm saying is that communication is so important when it comes to getting out of our heads and being actually able to be present and connect with somebody. Think about if all your energy, do you remember those? It looked like a crystal ball. These were really popular in the nineties. All my friends had them where you would like touch it. And all the, like the lightning things would go to your fingertips. You know what I'm talking about? That's kind of what it's like when you first meet somebody. Like if you are too focused in your brain, then all the energy is going to like both of your brain spaces. You're too up in your head. But if you get the connection going more at like a heart level, you're more focused on exchanging emotions and connection and communication. So be in that center. If you're both all up in your head, you're both not communicating. You're trying to mind read. You're trying to feel out and understand them so that you can do all the right things. Rarely ever works. And if it does, it's probably not going to work for very long because it's exhausting and it's not authentic, right? So we want to be free. We want to feel free in relationships. So again, bringing it back. What do we do? What do we do? What do we do with these tendencies? We identify them. I get super jealous and then I get insecure and then I come on too strong or I, you know, act different than my normal self because I'm trying to be what they want me to be. We identify it. And then we ask ourselves the most crucial question. What am I afraid of? If you're jealous, why? What are you afraid of? If you're coming on strong, why am I coming on so strong? What am I afraid of? I've heard that there's only two reasons that we ever, two things that we're afraid of. We're afraid of not getting something we want or losing something that we have. Actually, that might be, it's when people lie. Okay, that's what it is. When we're dishonest, we're afraid of not getting what we want or losing what we have. But it kind of goes in the same way of fear, right? When we're, there's two reasons we're, we're afraid of something, like we're afraid of we're going to lose the person, or maybe when we're trying to get them in the first place, we're afraid that we won't unless we present a certain way. Anyways, either go back to fear, which is not based in love. If you show up as your true self, and do the best that you can and let go of the outcome. That's another huge thing. And then you find yourself in a relationship and you can help in a healthy way, communicate your tendencies. You have the best chance of it working out. If you start feeling yourself coming on too strong, you can check in and be like, Hey, I know that I've been calling a lot and asking to see you a lot. One it's because I really like you. The other is that I'm kind of wondering where you're at. I'm feeling like a little bit of distance. And I want to do a check-in might be too late at this point. You know, again, in early dating, you just never know. Sometimes people will just get turned off and peace out. But again, you got to have acceptance around that. Cause if they're not willing to talk to you about it, they've already moved on. So you got to move on too, but you don't even have to get to that point. If you can identify it and get it under control before it pushes someone away, we do have the ability, believe it or not, to not send that fifth text message, to not call for the second time in a day, 
to not ask to see somebody when we've already been the ones to try and initiate three times. We get that sense of urgency called anxiety that's coming from a fear. Think of it as like a, you know, sort of um, a tier thing, right? At the bottom is your fear. That's what breeds everything. Your base fear. I'm afraid they won't like me. I'm afraid I'll lose them, which of course comes from a deeper fear that probably came from childhood and from trauma, which is fear of abandonment, fear of not being loved, fear of being hurt, fear of not being worthy, fear that you don't matter. These sort of are at the base of it. And they produce all of these unhelpful tendencies in relationships. Jealousy, coming on too strong, being too anxious, being too avoidant. That's going to be my next episode. I'm going to break down attachment styles because that's what you're going to notice when you get even to the next level of dating, which is, you know, you've been dating a few months. I mean, it doesn't even have to be that long. It can be, it can be pretty early, but you start to notice that, you know, one person tends to try really hard to resolve everything right away and is always worried about losing you. And the other person just sort of cuts and runs, maybe not literally, like they're not going to break up with you per se, but they might just avoid confrontation, avoid just avoid discussion. If you guys are having a fight, they're the ones who are going to go to bed and be like, whatever, let's talk about this later. Where the anxious person is going to say, no, we're staying up until 2, 3 a.m. until we get this figured out now. Those are attachment styles, anxious, avoidant, secure, anxious, avoidant, avoidant, anxious. I'm going to break those down because those are important and are really eye-opening. But for this episode, again, I'm focusing on finding your tendencies. So what I can offer is take a moment. If you are in the dating scene, if you are on the apps, you're looking to go on dates. If you're going on dates right now, if you've started seeing somebody for a few weeks and you're in that terrible place of, is this going to work? Is it not? Again, I think that when you really found the one, almost everybody tells me that it just feels organic, that it feels so much more relaxed and easy. That's the word people use easy. If it's really too hard in the beginning, you definitely hear stories about it working out, but it's it's not the greatest sign. Cause again, if fear is winning, if anxiety is highest, if all those things are up, 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 there's something it's more amplifying and eliciting your trauma stuff, your insecurities, your fears. If you feel good with yourself and good with this person, it's going to be a much more organic, natural, easy thing. Even to this gentleman who found himself coming on too strong, maybe it's because it wasn't that great of a match, you know, maybe because some part of them thought, I don't really know if we can work. I don't know if, that, but I really want it to. I think that, so you like try to overcompensate and try again to micromanage and force it. So identify these things. And the sooner that you can identify and take it, pause, right? Pause before you act, get that, you know, go to where you say, I'm doing it. I'm doing it again. I'm wanting to call them. I'm wanting to ask to hang out again, even though they haven't asked me in a while. You got to pull back. I know it's hard. I know it feels scary, but this is a great opportunity to do some healing. Again, this episode is in the identifying heal category. Every single tendency we have comes from a place of wounding. Positive ones, not so much, maybe, right? Like maybe we're very secure about other stuff. So we have a tendency to trust others or to, you know, let go of relationships easily because we feel secure in ourselves. It's a lack that causes the more negative tendencies that 
get us into trouble that complicate our relationship that seem to keep us. But don't worry, you can see it all as practice. And also just, again, remember that a good solid connection is not going to feel as hard and probably not bring up your tendencies as much. But to bring it back, you notice it, you cop to it, right? You admit it. Okay, I'm doing it. And I'm feeling so anxious and I don't know what to do. So you can, first thing you can do is take care of your behavior. You can disengage from that behavior. If you're being jealous and maybe it's warranted, you know, maybe you're out with somebody and they keep checking out other girls, other guys, whatever it is. Maybe they're chatting up people at the bar when they're out with you. Don't write yourself off as crazy if it's actually happening. And I'm not saying that you're, these tendencies make you crazy. I'm, I'm saying that what we really want to look out for is when they're doing us a disservice, when, we, when it's not like our intuition and, you know, rational mind, it's when we're trying kind of pulling things out of nowhere. Right. So if you notice that, like coming on too strong, where it may not be necessary, getting jealous, where it may not be warranted, being avoidant when maybe it's just your reflex and there's really no reason to push someone away, being anxious when really you're just in the early stages of dating and it's okay to go a day or a few hours or a week without seeing each other or talking to each other. Check in with yourself. Do your part first. Disengage from the behavior. Do a reality check. If you're feeling a certain way, this person is pulling away. Ask yourself, is that true? You can look at it and say, well, not really. Like we hung out on Tuesday and now it's Thursday and I haven't heard from them, but that's not really that crazy. So it doesn't necessarily mean they're not interested. If you still feel uncomfortable, then you can try to put out a line of communication around it. Again, at a certain point, this might push someone away, but isn't that a risk worth taking? If you're already in that zone of like, are we or aren't we? Is it or is it not going to work? Did I do say too much? Did I say too little? <sighs> you know, we're in that territory of, uh, I don't know if this is going to work out. But if you feel the need, put out the line of communication. Doesn't have to be through the form of like 75 pages of text. That can definitely come across as coming on too strong, right? Where people are going to be like, whoa person's uh, stressing out a little bit, but you can initiate and be like, Hey, I've tried to kind of hang out. Just wanted to do a check and see if you're still interested at a certain point to hang out or if you're not interested. And if they're not going to be straight with you, then, then that's their problem. So that's doing your part is putting the ball back in their court and being like, I've done my part. And I'm, you know, respectfully asking your response then if they're just playing games with it and won't be straight with you, that's on them. And they might not be someone you're interested in, which is a good question to ask when we're getting in a zone of, you know, reaching too far, coming on too strong, getting jealous is, wait a minute, what am I fighting for? Do I really even like this person? That's why I emphasize so much noticing when the people we're going after is more coming from our trauma, because so often it has nothing to do with that person. You know what I'm saying? Like you might not really actually be, if they suddenly flipped, you know, flipped around and be like that, remember that movie love potion number nine, and you could take the potion and like every single person of the opposite sex or same sex, if you're whatever way you swing is suddenly like drawn to you. Would you even like them? If they turned around and were like, oh my God, I want to be with you every minute of the day. And I want to marry you. You might be like, oh, well, I was just trying to win you over so that I could feel 
validated, but now that you validated me, I'm, I'm kind of over it. You're not that intriguing. So that's why it's important to see what our trauma is, what that core wound and hurt is that's bringing up these tendencies and address that. You know, if you're in this situation, it might be a good time to disengage from dating for a while and look into that. Because if you really start to heal it at a root level, you begin to notice you don't act that way as much. It goes down by degrees. I will say that any work that you do, and I'm speaking to this as a therapist and as a human being who's had to do a lot of healing and is still healing and that is very impatient. And I want everything done yesterday, right now, gone. I want to go to five therapy sessions and no longer have any insecurities. It doesn't work that way, but it goes down by degrees. If you take a break from dating and do read some books, listen to some podcasts like this, begin to look at these steps like, okay, so I can, I can identify when I'm doing this and then disengage from the action that I usually do that gets me in trouble or com complicates relationships and do it differently. And if I look at myself rather than getting caught up in fear, maybe it'll go differently. Then you get back out there a few weeks, a few months later, and you see, wow, I feel a little better. Not totally chill, not totally free from fear and anxiety, but a little bit better. So just consider that, you know, that there is a time to be putting ourselves out there and making the effort for connection, but there's also a time to go within and heal because here's what happens when we just sometimes just keep going out there and out there. It's like that, you know, what they, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. If you don't change the composition of your emotional body, you're just going to keep doing the same things. You're going to keep dating people and then getting super anxious and then chasing, chasing, chasing them until they tell you to get lost. You're going to go out with somebody and have a great first date, but then get jealous or anxious the first time that they don't call you for a day or the first time that they take a double take at another girl or mention their ex-girlfriend or boyfriend. Again, not saying that that will ever go away completely. We're all going to have tendencies that might be there a little bit, but I'll tell you, some of them will go away when you take the time to resolve, to identify, to address, resolve that wound. I'm going to be doing so many more videos on treating, identifying trauma. There's so many ways to do it. I spoke in my last video about healing, about how trauma in order to truly be resolved needs to be revisited. And the truth of that situation needs to be seen before you can really let it go and not have it be this constant hindrance inside of you that's telling you these falsehoods. And by that, I mean, most things that have happened to us that left, and I describe trauma as stored energy. It's anything that's happened to us, the more significant, the more upsetting, the more hurtful, harmful, abusive, it's going to be a bigger, stronger energy. And we often remember it from that point of view when we were in it, which is often as someone, as a victim, as someone who possibly caused it or could have avoided all these falsehoods around it. We need to see our trauma. And we need to see the truth of it to finally say, that wasn't true. It wasn't true that I did anything wrong or that anything's wrong with me to cause this to happen. It wasn't true that I deserved this. It wasn't true that I could have avoided this. It's what happened. 
you can check out my other video on that. I talked about that actually in my Dark Night of the Soul video that came out last week. Okay, so I know I've kind of danced around and jumped around, but it's, you know, it's a big topic. It's dating is, you know, a battlefield. Dating is super fun and god awful at the same time. And it's um frustrating when you see yourself doing the same things over and over. So I just wanted to offer a little bit of feedback to this wonderful gentleman who left a lovely comment about coming on too strong. You're not alone. We've all done it. I'll tell you guys a fun thing. When I was 24, I was dating this guy and he was 29. And I thought he just hung the moon. He was the greatest thing ever. He was 29. He'd already gotten a doctorate in physical therapy, which you can imagine he was really good with his hands and everything. So I was just like a goner. I was like obsessed and I scared him the heck away. And he even told me later, I, I would push and push and push that. I would send text after text. And when I asked him later, I was like, where'd you go? He's like, um, well, you know, like you're a cool girl, but I got kind of got spooked and I did spook him because I was so afraid. I really, when you find something you really want, it can be really scary to surrender and say, I'm just going to trust that if it's meant for me, it'll work out. And if it's not, then it won't. So we come on too strong and it's okay. It's what we do. But I, when I think of that guy, he wasn't right for me. I, I liked a lot about him on paper. I thought he was hot. I thought he was, you know, good in bed and charismatic, but we weren't, when I took time after think about it, we wanted such different things and had very different personalities and we would never met each other's needs. So again, the things that we chase after also remember, it's usually our trauma that's chasing after it, not our hearts. Our hearts don't chase. They don't know anything about that. They just feel. Notice how you feel in someone's presence. If all you feel is that anxiety and fear of losing them, that's not your heart. Mm -mm. When you feel good and at peace and calm and don't feel the need to chase or push something, then that's something to be curious about. But let's be patient with ourselves. Let's be compassionate. Let's be kind. We've all been there. We've all done it. If we do it every time, then maybe it's a time to take a break. And again, say, okay, how can I address this wound? This fear of maybe not, you know, being abandoned, of not being loved, of some, of not being good enough for somebody. And it always, always, always comes down to even beyond, you know, finding the truth of your trauma, all these things up here, the biggest, biggest thing is you are the only one who can truly give love to dissipate that heavy, dense energy and lighten it. They say, you know, the term lighten up, that's really what it is. You lighten whatever is heavy and deep within you. Heavy emotions are more, again, dense and, you know, they they create blockages. And the only thing that can lighten it is joy and love and light. And other people can be the inspiration for that, but ultimately we're the only ones who can love on ourselves. So that's why it can be good to take a break from dating and say, okay, I have this wound and oh man, does it feel like it's never going to heal? I feel that way. It's tough. But again, we can say by degrees, there's a quote from Shakespeare that says, I'm going to mess it up, but something like I feel bad for those who don't have patience because what wound did ever heal, but by degrees, nothing has ever healed except for a beautiful, slow process. Have you ever watched if you've like cut your arm or something and you watch your arm start to heal, just how your body knows exactly what to do every single little step. 
It knows what to do to heal itself. So do you intuitively. I know it, it can not feel that way, but you know how to heal that wound that's causing you to act out in these certain ways out of fear, out of anxiety. So maybe it's time to get into that space of stillness and quiet and say, what am I really needing? That's also a very powerful question. Because at the time, if you're out there in the dating pool, you say, I need them. That's what I need. That's the fix. That's the answer. So I'm going to chase them and I'm going to go in hard and I'm going to come on too strong because that's what I need. It's not. It's become your, you know, your scapegoat. It's become your object identifier that you're saying, this is the issue. It's not the issue. It's what's hurting you. The same way that when you're addicted, it's not because you just love alcohol so much. Alcohol is but a symptom, they say. It's just another thing that you use that you think is the answer when really you just want love and you want to be healed. And that's, again, what I speak to when I say that we choose a partner out of trauma. We're saying, maybe this will probably finally do it. Maybe if this person will tell me that they love me and be devoted to me and give me all their time and call me all the time, then I won't feel so bad. And I won't have this deep pain, this deep wound. Wounds can go deep, some deeper than others. And some of us brave souls have come into this world to have really strong, powerful experiences so that we can evolve and grow really big in this lifetime to several degrees, get up there several levels, but it's painful and it's hard and it's frustrating. So hang in there. I hope this was clear. Please leave some messages, comments. You can find me on Instagram and DM me and send me your thoughts and questions there. That's the best way to do it. But I want to know because I want to do more videos like this. And again, more power to all of you. I'm rooting for all of you. You got this. It's okay. We all have tendencies in dating. It's a big old crazy mess. But if you believe in yourself, that sounds so silly, but it's so true. If you believe in yourself, the majority of the time, we all are going to have days where we're like, fuck it, I'm a lost cause. But then you get up the next day and you're like, I am awesome and hot and fantastic. And I am a catch. And it's going to work out and you keep going and you try again. So thank you for listening again. I hope it was helpful. Have a beautiful day. That wraps up our episode for today. Thank you so much for listening to women waken. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others and come back for more. If you'd like to connect with the women waken community, you can find us on Instagram at women waken. And if you follow Women Waken, you can get a free tarot card reading if you just send a DM. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. And don't forget to let your unique light shine into this world.